Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing learning Mishnayos Bikurim, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Tess, and Mishnah Yud. Mishnah Tess picks up talking about yesterday. Yesterday we noted that if someone has Bikurim and they get destroyed, they have to replace them with, with other fruits. And although they can't recite the passage of of Mikra Bikurim, the, the verses of Bikurim on them, because the, these weren't the first fruits, they still must replace them. So our Mishnah wants to know, and how do we know you have to replace them? How do you know you have an obligation to be responsible and to watch over them? And in the event that they get destroyed, you have to replace them. Until you get to Harbais, at which point you've discharged your obligation. Because the verse tells you that the first fruits you must bring to the house of, of Hashem, i.e. the base of Migdash. As to tell you that it's you, you, it's up on you, it's your responsibility to bring them until they get to the Temple Mount. At which point, then, if they become unfit and they come tummy, he does not have to replace them. Let's say a person go has grapes in his field and he has olives in his field and he only brings the grapes up as bikurim and then he and he recites there the passage and then he goes, oh, I forgot to bring the olives or the olives now ripe, and he goes back to this field to bring the olives, he doesn't re-recite the passage of Mikra Bikurim, because the verse tells, in, in the Mikra Bikurim, we say, Higata Hayom, I declare on this day. This day seems to imply only once a year you can say it, on that day and not twice, so even though you're able, and you're supposed to bring more than all your species to Yerushalayim, if you do it on different days, you only recite the first time. Mishnah Yud. Now, going back to the beginning of how we opened this Masechta, here are the following people who not only bring Bikurim, but are supposed to recite it, as in these are the people who do it mitzvah in a mucha, the way it's supposed to be done. Number one, and if you see how we're prosecuting here, those who bring Bikurim from Shavuos until Sukkot. Mishivas Haminim, it comes from the seven fruits of Israel. Miperish Baharim, Tamarim Shavamukim, and the fruits of the mountains, again, the more luscious, delicious fruits. In the Tamarim Shavamukim, and the Figs of the, excuse me, the dates of the valleys, and the olives from Avrahayardin from the other side of the Jordan River, not the Israel side. No, we don't bring Bikurim from Avrahayardin because Avrahayardin was not the land when God said to the Jewish people, I'm bringing you to the land of Israel. The land flowing with milk and honey, he meant Israel proper. Avrahayardin was only conquered and given to the two, two and a half tribes who wanted to stay there, but it was never part of the initial plan of. And therefore, Rav Yosef's of the Yosef is of the opinion you don't bring Bikurim from there. This may be an interesting distinction before we, we close off, here, since today was a little fast. Rabbi Salvechik talks about there's a special din of Kedushas Eretz Yisrael, the holiness and sanctity of Israel in regards to the mitzvos that one does there. And then there's the concept of shame Eretz Yisrael, that there are, are areas in Eretz Yisrael which may not have the same laws when it comes to the Kedusha, but they have the shame of Eretz Yisrael because Hashem still gave it to us and we treat it with the name of Eretz Yisrael, when the turn Chavivos, that we love it just like we love Eretz Yisrael, because it's still part of Israel, even if it never was part of the initial plan, and that may be where, how we look at Eber HaYardin. I wish you all a wonderful day.